Guardian. Guardian? Eyes up, Guardian. This is Eyes Up Guardian for Monday, December 19th, 2022. Episode 1. Wow. Inaugural episodes there. I don't know. Easy? Not easy? They're... Formidable. Uh, <laughs> folks that have known my content know that I've done podcasts before, but taken off for the past several years and decided... Uh, Hey, you know what? I missed it, and I really want to up my journalistic integrity and uh, you know branch out and do new things. And well, not new things, but you know, be a better, more well-rounded individual. So we're back in the game, and this time we're we're focusing on a game, uh, Destiny Two, to be precise. Now, uh, we've done several of these episodes in the past, but. From a lore perspective, they're not going to be canon. Uh, we're going to start fresh. So what is this show? What's the point of it? Uh, the big point of it is me just wanting to do podcasts again. And uh, again, focusing on something like Destiny and broadening my horizons as somebody who reports news. So that's what this is. It's, it's a news show. It is a recap, a weekly recap of what's going on in Destiny. And players know that sometimes that's a lot. Sometimes that's not so much, so right now we're we're very fortunate in that there is a lot going on, and that means my job's significantly easier than, you know, it will be come late January when season 19 is winding down and everybody's all giddy for Lightfall and Bungie inevitably doesn't give us any information. So, uh, release schedule, we're looking at... Uh, Thursdays. Thursdays are ideal uh, for me. Uh, one, you know, wife's out of the house. I can loudly record this show without worrying about interrupting her work. And uh, two, we have our TWAB that releases that day. So being able to kind of pour through whatever Bungie has deigned to give us is going to be good content fodder. Now, that being said, we aren't getting any more TWABs for the remainder of the year. Uh, so we'll have to wait until the new year but again we have plenty of content with the weekly season of the seraph and then of course the dawning but i don't know how much we're really going to do about the dawning past this week so as far as format timing uh again thursdays general news and then i'd like to keep them between 20 minutes and a half hour definitely not the hour long uh just content filled the unwashed asses that we had or uh, monster our week which was was that a half hour an hour i don't remember anywho uh we want to make these short digestible to the point so let's get into it uh we had season of seraph kick off which is really my dream season kind of come true where after years of um has it been years or has it been only a year? Either way, it's been a very long time since our boy Rasputin has come back home. And this season is all about restoring him to his former glory. Now, that being said, I'm going to forewarn you guys. Uh, spoilers. I went ahead and spoiled the season for myself, which means I'm going to spoil it for you too because... What they do with Rasputin is concerning. So, 
this is your spoiler mark now. Just just turn off this first episode. Don't click the subscribe button and, and give me all kinds of negative review, reviews on iTunes. Because here we go with spoilers. Um, so the concept of this season is that in Rasputin's last encounter with the darkness outside of Io, um, the war mind was essentially slapped down like a little bitch. Uh, this comes after the season prior uh, where we're building him up. You know, we we were working on uh, upgrading his facilities, getting more war sets in orbit. We watched in one of Destiny's, I think it was a second live event where it took way too long, but over the course of an hour, Rasputin shot down the Almighty and, you know, had it crash down outside the last city. So we had this huge, powerful, amazing AI warmind, and he's running on all cylinders, and then the darkness comes in, and it's like, oh man, it's going to be watching these two juggernauts duke it out, and then, no. <laughs> The darkness just slaps Rasputin and he goes offline. Uh, Anna Bray then works to restore, or not restore, but save what she can um, into an Ingram. And, and that's kind of where this story then picks up with Rasputin is that he is in a degrading Ingram and Anna has been working on a body, but to upload the Ingram to the body, they need to make sure they have as much of Rasputin as possible and one that's not heavily damaged like he is in his current state. So we enlist the help of resident douchebag Clovis Bray, who was one of the original designers of the Rasputin project outside of his initial birth as a, um, a monitoring system for the, uh, the Ares One project. So anywho, um, it's, it's an uneasy alliance and we have, um, we have Clovis, Anna, and Elsie all working together to restore Rasputin, while Osiris, having recently awoken from his nap, is being a pain in everybody's butt. And then also the Awoken Queen Marasov is is joined in. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of characters that are real heavy hitters in Destiny lore that are really working together. And then we see the return of. Um, the Ikelos weapons. Uh, we have new Seraph weapons. S essentially, if you're a huge Rasputin nerd like I am, you know, you just got this this big raging boner for this Russian robot. Um, this is this is prime uh, material for this season. So I've been loving it, even though you know Bungie has had the seasonal content model on essentially the. I don't know if hamster wheel is the right term. They, they've they figured out what works for them, and it's not deviating from that, which gets a little stale and a little boring. Uh, things have been shaken up this season in that the seasonal activity isn't six-man. It's now three-man, and um, you have to solid snake your way into these serif bases. and They're longer than the traditional uh, seasonal activity, which is both good and bad. You know, it's... It's more of an investment and players have to bring their anti-champion mods which restricts the loadout it's there's there's give and take there's good and bad with it which is just kind of how destiny works and we're not going to see any changes with that for 
probably a year or or maybe longer because it's a big slow moving giant and then any course correction just it's going to come months down the line so what we have then is in a story where we're going to restore Rasputin, Clovis Bray has taken up residence in the exoframe that will inevitably host Rasputin. And again, spoiler warning here. Later in the season, we will finally finish rebuilding Rasputin's Ingram and then get him uploaded, at which point it's revealed that, oh yeah, you know, Clovis was going to betray us the whole time. He was going to use this newfound power to do what he initially wanted to with the creation of Rasputin and, you know, blow up the Traveler and install Rasputin in his place with Clovis, you know, essentially having his hand on the gun and, and ready to cock and pull it at whatever time he needed. So it's not surprising, but what is surprising is then that... Um, Rasputin ends up having to sacrifice himself to save us. Um, it's disappointing in that we've waited so long to see Rasputin come back and then to have him die off, kind of. It's a self-sacrifice moment, to be sure, and, you know, Rasputin's always been there for the betterment of humanity in his own unique way, which may or may not have involved uh, pulling the trigger on the, the Traveler and uh, killing off masses of Guardians and even killing off humans themselves for the greater good. He's a questionably good character at best. But, and this might just be me simping for him, I'm, I'm sad. I, I don't want to, you know, I just got him back. Don't take him away from me. But the prevailing theory or hope, wish, whatever you want to call it, is that then... Uh, Rasputin comes back in a new form, kind of like what we had with um, Aldrin Sov and Crow. We have a ghost, a sparrow, and a ship, all themed around Rasputin, but bearing a new name, Archangel. And we know that people are going to die and, and leading into Lightfall. Uh, we're we're going to be put on our back foot. And so my my hope, my wish, is that even though Rasputin's going to die, they bring him back as a guardian. Um, and with that title or, or name, Archangel, which has been tied to those three pieces. So sad, but in a way, like it gives them a chance to do something new with a character, even though I would have loved to have this all-powerful... Like, when you... When you have Rasputin in that trailer, or not trailer, but cutscene at the end of Warm Mind, where he's got the big booming voice and he's just like, "No, I'm gonna fuck everything up," it's it's uh, it's awe-inspiring. I loved it, and and now they're they're look at how they massacred my boy. Um, so yeah, it, it again, it's kind of how Bungie just does things with Destiny, where it's it's give and take. There's good and bad. So, um, Season of the Seraph is going to run until we get into Lightfall, which will start, I think, beginning of February. Excited for that. Um, not so much the aesthetic. I wasn't a big fan of the Vaporwave 80 Synthwave aesthetic. So, to see that come back is disappointing, but um, I am excited to see the story move forward where we have, you know, Callus reborn as a disciple of the Witness and. We get new strand abilities, and we're exploring a 
a city that's not a ruin <laughs> for the first time. That's going to be pretty amazing. Um, in addition to, you know, whatever we have for new seasons, new weapons, all that fun stuff. Like, I've been on the fence with Destiny for the past several months just because um, the story hasn't felt like it's really going anywhere. You know, we had Season of Plunder prior where we're... We had the ultimate disappointment of, oh, we just brewed a cup of tea for um, Osiris, and now he's not possessed, but uh, the community seems to think he might be possessed again, this time by Nezrak. And, you know, I haven't dug too much into that one, but it definitely seems plausible, which is disappointing that, you know, Osiris, even though I don't like him as a character, he's very uh, egotistical and just uh, all around. He's like, I'm the smartest guy in the room, and you're all going to know it. It's it's annoying. Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing him die permanently, um, but it is a bit tired that they pulled the same trope twice of him being possessed, uh, if that is indeed the case. And it makes me question, you know, just what kind of a relationship did he and Saint-14 have where Saint's like, oh, yeah, no, this is definitely my, my partner. And, you know, he's back where... These two ancient evil entities can portray him well enough that, you know, this couple that's been together for potentially centuries doesn't realize, oh, hey, you know, that's not the love of my life. That's that's a puppet being controlled by an ancient evil. Um, but we'll, we'll find out more later. I just, I wish they would do something with Osiris in kind of a final way. Like, quit quit using him uh, in this manner. Uh, so what else we got? We got the Dawning. The Dawning is always a good time. It's actually my, my second favorite um, event in Destiny, right behind Festival of the Lost. That's so just because I'm a sucker for Halloween. Um, but, you know, Evil Levante comes back, our favorite space grandma. We get to bake cookies, we throw snowballs, and completely busted strikes. And this time we have an event card so we can work on our Great bit British Bake Off uh, Star Baker title, and you can get that seal. And it's along with um, Season of the Seraph has kind of renewed my interest in Destiny, in that I am have a huge interest in getting these seals and titles, and you know, kind of completing off these logs and really getting invested in the game. Um, and I'm using them as kind of the carrot on a stick to keep me playing, and so. The dawning is certainly helping with that. You know, I I am a whale for for Destiny. Where, oh look at that fancy armor set. I I definitely need that in my collection. I'm gonna wear it for two weeks and then, oh what's that? Another one? Let me buy that. Um, it's it's a bad crippling addictive habit. Uh, but no, I I I love the holiday season. Um. Snow falling, pretty lights, drinking cocoa, and you know everybody's kind of winding down for the end of the year. But we're we're all happy and we're enjoying our time together. And I don't know, it's just it 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 I feel it brings out the best in people. In you know what could arguably be trying times for a lot of us. So to see that embodied in a game like I, I i'm a sucker for for holidays and games anyways it, it kind of began with world of warcraft where you know you you have their versions of real life holidays and it just 
I don't know. I always, I've always been into it. And when Destiny started doing it, I'm like, oh, I'm doubling down on this. And so being able to play my my favorite game and enjoy some of my favorite holidays in it has, has been, always been a treat. And I don't know. There's just something about, like, it, it builds these bonds, you know, where it's weird to think that we have uh, the ever-present threat of the darkness moving in. We have the witness, uh, his new disciple, Callus. Uh, Zivu Arath is coming in. We're trying to restore a fractured war mine to a body, and we don't know what's going to happen with that. But hold on. Pump the brakes. We got some cookies to bake. It just... The, the paradox that we have in Destiny where... We can put everything on hold rather than kind of plan these seasons out where we have a lull. Like it would have made more sense during to have season of the plunder now, where we're just essentially raiding Elixney's ships. Oh no 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 no! Now we can do our baking. No, let's put everything on the line and also try to balance that with baking. And you know, it's funny when it gets pointed out where Shahan and in the Cosmodrome's like, oh well, if you've got time to be baking cookies in the tower, I guess it's not all that bad. Like, one, you know, fuck you, Shahan. We don't like you. You're a terrible character. Two, uh, Grandma Levante only shows up, you know, a couple times a year, and only once do I get to bake cookies, so I'm going to bake all these cookies. Uh, so I'm almost done with the the um, seal and almost have the title. Hopefully get that done by the end of the week here. Uh, really just got to double down and, and finish off a couple of the triumphs. But it's it's fun. It's it's enjoyable. Um, what else we got? What else we got? We got the twab. There wasn't too much said this last week, and I know you it, you might be thinking in the back of your head, oh, you said these are Thursdays. I've been meaning to record the show for weeks now. I just Thursdays haven't lined up well for me. So uh, this Monday, I'm like, you know what? I've got the newsletter coming out. I need to get the episode in here. So let's. You're gonna get two episodes this first week so thursday even though there's not a twab um, we're gonna be kind of going over the, i guess the story highlights for the season and maybe deep diving into something else uh, we'll figure it out uh but not much in this last twab for the year really just talking about the dawning and their uh, charity events and l uh, not leaking, but uh, teasing what's going to be happening with Iron Banner when that returns on January 3rd. And we get, oh my gosh, we get my favorite Iron Banner armor sets back. It's what my Titan rocked in D1. Um, so I'm very, very excited about that. I'm itching, really, really itching for the loadout system in uh, Lightfall because I've got so many different, like, so, back in the early 2000s, there was a game called City of Heroes, and it was essentially a superhero MMO. And you had these different costume slots where you could, you know, like, oh, click this button, and your character transforms, and they change their costume. And um, aesthetics and looks and overall design has always been something that's very important to me in games. Like, I, I will sacrifice stats so my character looks cool. And so I have, like, two or three looks I like in Destiny 2, and I'm constantly, like, having to manually assign them. So loadouts are going to be huge. Like, oh, just hit a button, and all of a sudden I look like X or Y. Um, and this 
Iron Banner set is going to be part of that because I really want to recreate my D1 Titan because I just I loved him. Um, otherwise, we have the Bungie Game to Give um, event where you can earn unique ghost shells, emblems, um, and then of course we have our beloved community manager, Damage04, stepping down and venturing on something new in life uh, at the end of the year. It's a very sad time. I enjoy my interactions with him uh, when Destiny 2 launched and how he's always been kind of a champion for the community and he's not had the easiest job of balancing uh, what Bungie's vision is with community expectations. I definitely don't envy that position, but he handled it extremely well and um, it will be sad to see him go, but wish him the best in what he's going, uh, what he'll be doing next in life. So we'll keep an eye on that and give him whatever support he needs. Um, beyond that, yeah, not a whole lot in, in the TWAB. Uh, and again, we won't have any until the beginning of the next year. Uh, so that really just leaves us with one thing. And, and that was last night we had a clan event. And I think I'm going to be sprinkling these in because for me, Destiny has largely been a solo game. Um, I have extreme social anxiety, you know, I, and again, if you're familiar with me, especially in like an online um, persona, I try very hard to put out a lot of content, be it, you know, writing, artwork, podcast, um, and I, I've been working hard on being more active on social media like Mastodon, because Twitter is a giant dumpster fire. Uh, <laughs> but these things don't come easy to me. I, I deal with anxiety to a, a great deal in, in my personal life, and that carries over to gaming where I have social anxiety. I... I constantly feel that I'm underperforming, I'm not doing well enough, I'm a garbage player, people don't like me, blah, 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 blah. But I had, um, this past year, joined up with a fantastic uh, clan in Destiny 2, and I've been working really hard to be more active with it, and, you know, running raids, and participating in the Discord chats, and well, not necessarily making friends, like, oh, hey, John, how the kids been? Nothing like that. More so just being a part of this community and, and being recognizable in terms of like, oh, hey, you know, Zero ran X with us last week. We can have him do this. We know he's decent at it. Or, you know, sharing common interests, like, you know, building Gundam kits. Um... So last night we had a event where uh, the clan leader um, put together a, a scavenger hunt we've had. Um, it was called Liberty's Mysteries. We, over the past week, had a Discord channel devoted to it where he would post up a puzzle we had to solve. And that kind of tied into the event itself where um, it... it, it gave hints as to what to expect and, and, and what to bring, but ultimately it broke down into being a scavenger hunt where he, and I really applaud him, uh, you know, Liberty did a fantastic job of putting the event together 
there was a PDF of 17 different images taken around the Dreaming City. And the idea is we had an hour, hour and a half maybe, go around and recreate these photos. Like, you didn't have to do them perfectly, but find where they were. And a lot of them were really hidden. And, you know, we had five or six teams going simultaneously uh, trying to recreate these photos. So it was, it was fun, a lot of fun to you know, apply my destiny knowledge and like, oh, hey, I know where this is or um, kind of reminiscing because even though I was active when Dreaming City and Forsaken came out, I avoided it like the plague. I just, I didn't get the aesthetic. I didn't like it. It didn't agree with me. So my knowledge was limited compared to the people I was working with, but it's like running a raid with them and that I've never felt less than or inadequate i felt like i was part of a team and even though i have severe apprehension about going into these events this group has been incredibly welcoming to me and and made me feel like i am a part of a, a community and i couldn't be more grateful for that um so if you know you are like me and have you know anxiety in general or just more specific like social anxiety and have never embraced part of destiny you know be it trials of osiris raiding dungeons it's worth going out on a limb and trying something new uh and you know joining up with a clan uh, it might take a couple tries i went through one larger and then another smaller uh, clan um, before I, I, I found my current and it's not always going to be easy but when you find the one that clicks it really clicks and I've been able to do a lot of content I never thought I could before like dungeons and raids and you know we had um, Spire of the Watcher come out uh this this past weekend i was able to do it day one just like i did duality before and that was thanks to people in this clan willing to you know give me a shot and we're figuring things out together and we're having fun and and and, and clicking and so i am really really thankful and grateful that i found them this year because it's taken not only me but my career to new levels because i'm able to explore this content and then write about it um so yeah it's it's been good um i don't really have a whole lot else though this was kind of like i said an introductory episode good chance for me to get my feet wet again and i've i've run through the topics that i have on my little my little yellow sticky note uh so Thursday will probably dive a little more in depth into uh, what's been going on with the story in Season of Seraph. I really want to not necessarily deep dive, but kind of go over and recap what happens there. And then um, anything else that's going on in the larger Destiny community. Maybe we could do things like God Rolls. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find out as we go. So don't have an outro. Don't have anything else special. Um, just you know, smash that like button and uh, subscribe. And no, you, you do what you want. Uh, but uh, it's been fun, and we'll talk soon.